We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The games begin for real and welcome in to the Sooner Football Bowl Breakdown Show presented by Coca-Cola alongside Teddy Lehman. I'm Chad McKee. So for the third straight season and the fourth time in five years, the Oklahoma Sooners are bound for the postseason in the college football playoff. They're headed to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl as the number four seed in this year's playoff, and they will take on the top seed LSU Tigers. LSU just won the SEC championship game in that very same stadium, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium out there in Atlanta. That's where the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl will take place, but Teddy, it is Oklahoma and LSU, and the other national semifinal will be the number two seed, Ohio State, and the number three seed, the Clemson Tigers. They will play in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl out in uh, the desert, out in Arizona in the Phoenix area. What do you think of the final matchups and what the committee had to go through to figure out who was first, who was second, and who was third? Well, it's a good question. Um, I, I think maybe they fear LSU's fan base a little bit more than Ohio Fear State. them? Should we fear them too? <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, it's a tough decision between the two. I think they're, uh, they're really equal. Again, I, you know, I think Ohio State was a more complete team, but, you know, there's really no complaints with LSU as the, as the number one overall seed. Uh, for Oklahoma, it's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Whenever you look at what Joe Burrow has done, uh, he has been fantastic. You know, they played Georgia yesterday the number two scoring defense in the country. And Burrow, no big deal, 350 yards passing, four touchdowns. Yeah. And just went like a hot knife through just butter. Just rifling through these teams. So, I mean, the matchup's going to be difficult. They've got a great wide receiver core, uh, a solid running game. And although their defense isn't as highly ranked as it has been in past years, they've got some stars there as well. The question with LSU has always been, and by the way, this is LSU's first ever appearance in the college football playoff. It has been a long climb back into this top four. They hired Ed Orgeron. What are we looking at? Four years ago that Coach O went there, people questioned it. Is he the right guy? He'd been at Ole Miss. He'd been an interim guy at USC. People didn't think he could get this program back to where it is, but everybody thought if they could just get that quarterback to go along with the athletes they have around them, it's very interesting 
interesting. You look at this group of four teams. LSU, transfer quarterback Joe Burrow came from Ohio State. Oklahoma, transfer quarterback Jalen Hurts, of course, came from Alabama. Ohio State, Justin Fields, transfer quarterback came from Georgia. And then you got Trevor Lawrence, a true sophomore quarterback, the defending national champion quarterback. But you've got three transfer quarterbacks heading these three of these four offenses, Ted. Yeah, it's really quite something you think about it. Ohio State's got claim to, uh, you know, Burrow, who comes from uh, uh, Ohio State, who's made the college football playoff. You've got uh, Fields, who comes from Georgia, who's been in the college football <laughs> playoff. So there's a lot of experience, and there's it's, it's just interesting. Some of these top teams are really stockpiling a ton of talent, and the, the new transfer rules, are you're seeing some of those guys move around the country. So it's really interesting. You know, uh, you look at Jalen Hurts in this group, you know, there's some really good players. Obviously, Fields, obviously, Burrow, really good players. Lawrence, obviously. But Jalen Hurts, uh, probably more experienced than anyone mm -hmm. in games of this magnitude. So, I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic. The matchups are great. Clemson and Ohio State's going to be an epic battle. He and Trevor Lawrence will be the only two of this very select group who have played in a national championship game. Jalen Hurts having done that at Alabama. And it was Jalen Hurts piloting the Sooners to a third consecutive Big 12 championship game win over Baylor. Five consecutive Big 12 titles overall down at AT&T Stadium. Defense really set the tone. Six sacks for this defense. Brendan Radley-Hiles, Nick Bonito, Caleb Kelly played a terrific game coming in there. You know, you had uh, you had K9 having a leave the game with an injury, but what a different C.D. Lamb made. This was the opening drive for the second drive of the game for the Sooners, setting up Oklahoma to get the touchdown from Kennedy Brooks. You know, C.D. Lamb was fantastic, and the difference he made, this was a tough game. Their yards were tough to come by. First downs were tough to come by. C.D. Lamb has three huge plays. The explosive one, obviously, early on that we're able to convert into the, the first touchdown of the football game. But the other two plays, you know, he was, the, he was the main part of our offense, and that factors in big time. Defensively, I thought we were fantastic getting after the quarterback. Tough battle. Baylor, I think, earned a lot of people's respect nationally for what type of football team they are. They went through three quarterbacks and took Oklahoma all the way to overtime pretty impressive by Baylor. How about this freshman kicker? Still perfect. Gabe Burkich, 17 consecutive field goals. He's got an Oklahoma record for most consecutive field goals. Has not missed a PAT. He's unflappable. Yeah, I don't I, think he knows he's a freshman on this stage. Do you? I don't think I've ever seen more attitude in a kicker in my life than what we get with Burkich. And I got to tell you, I love it. The guy is money. He, I mean, he gets up there and rips the ball. There's no finesse in that thing at all. He, he's money for sure. Jalen Hurts' his day. Very good, had the two turnovers, but he ends up completing 17 passes, threw one touchdown, 287 yards, also had an interception in the game. But there's C.D. Lamb just sitting down in the middle of that zone, taking it inside the 10-yard line. Sooners able to get that field goal, go up 23-13. What a rally, though, with two freshman quarterbacks, Baylor, just to stay in this game. And this might be the play of the game uh, whenever you see Trey Brown. Uh, now, now, let's say, let's, this is Chris Platt. This is an Olympic-caliber sprinter that Trey Brown just tracked down, Teddy. You're right. You, you cannot undersell that play right there. No, and there's no doubt, and I was talking about this on the broadcast. You know, in that stadium, you've got the screens are directly over the field. Usually, whenever you a situation like that, the guy's running down and he's looking at the screen. He can see that he's being chased mm -hmm. and would veer off one direction or the other. 
but since there's no no screen, it's, in it's that over zone, your head. You can't see right, it. Right. So I don't think he's ever had to worry about getting caught from behind before. But <laughs> definitely, that turns into the play of the game. If that if that turns into a touchdown, there's no telling what happens. And of course, the defense sealing it once again. Jalen Hurts' reaction is priceless. Just <laughs> crosses his arms, finally celebrates a little bit with his uh, teammates and Coach Lincoln Riley out there. But the Oklahoma defense, Teddy, you, you look at the numbers and look. I know this is not the Baylor offense of the Art Bryles era. You know they don't pitch it and catch it all over the place. It's not, you know, spread you out, go down the sidelines, hand it off up the middle and find seams. But what Oklahoma did yesterday, Baylor 65 yards rushing was all that they had. And the defense came up with six sacks. Is that the story of the second? Uh, since Oklahoma lost to Kansas State, the story of this season has become the Oklahoma defensive turnaround. It really has. And I think you've got to give a lot of credit to Lincoln Riley in this offense for playing to that. Okay, there was a lot of times yesterday whenever Jalen Hurts would throw it away, whenever he would take the easy play and run out of bounds instead of forcing something downfield. So we've played to that. It's okay. Uh, Lincoln Riley has said, okay, we're in the red zone, we're in the deep red zone, and we've converted some of those to field goals instead of touchdowns, and it's not the end of the world. We're going to play to our defense. Last thing we want to do is give a, an offense like Baylor, who's really struggling, a short field, which the only time they were able to really come up with points was off the explosive plays or the turnovers. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, th I thought it was fantastic. Now, here's the thing. LSU, we're going to have to be in shootout, okay? They're going to put up some points. They're going to have some explosive plays on us. So it's going to be, I think, a little bit different style than we've played the last four games, four or five games or so. So, I don't know. It's, it's going to be fun to see, you know, can we go back to that shootout mentality offensively? You don't think of it that way when you think about LSU, that you're going to have to get into a shootout. But that is likely what's going to happen. So five consecutive Big 12 titles, Oklahoma producing four college football playoff appearances out of those five. And the other one, 2016, you go and you face Alabama in the Sugar Bowl and, uh, and get a big win down there. But what a great run it's been on since Lincoln Riley became offensive coordinator and now the head coach at Oklahoma. You go to the playoff four out of five years uh, in this era, whenever it's, you know, starting to be really dominated by the best programs out there, that's saying something. And that's just, you're, you're, Honestly, you're you're putting yourself right there in that group uh, amongst the other top programs in the country. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's time to get over the hump, though. We, we need a win in, in one of these playoffs. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think these guys are up to the challenge again. Defensively, I think we're in a much better position than we've been in pretty much any of those other those other uh, appearances that we've made. So I don't know. I, I like the matchup. If you would have asked me, who would you rather play out of these other three teams, Clemson, Ohio State, or LSU? I would have picked LSU. Yeah, because you feel like you have a better chance with your offense against them. Right. So that is 13 Big 12 titles overall. The 10th time that Oklahoma has won a Big 12 title by winning the Big 12 championship game. It is really right now only Oklahoma and Clemson in the ACC who have a stranglehold on their respective conferences, unlike any others. Yeah, I, and here's the thing. It looks like over the Baylor's going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're they're obviously going to be a challenge. But when you forecast this thing out, you still feel like you know when's the next time Oklahoma's not going to be the the huge favorite to go out and win the Big 12 again. I mean, you you look out. We've got 
a stockpile of recruits. We got a young quarterback that's coming up that, that looks like he could be really good. So it, it, the future looks really bright. So let us talk a little bit about the opponent that the Sooners will face in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Once again, that's December the 28th in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It is LSU. You're going to see some defensive highlights. Uh, they are still you, you talk about and, and people have done this all the time with teams over the years when you talk about how great their offense is sometimes you discount their defense a little bit still a very good defense for the Tigers maybe not what they've had the last four or five years though no I, I mean they've still got really good players defensively so that, that's I know everyone says oh well LSU's defense isn't good this year I think they've struggled a little bit style-wise whenever all of a sudden they've got an offense that's going up and down the field. We've mm -hmm. seen that before ourselves. Absolutely. They've got the 27th-ranked scoring defense in the country, okay? That's that's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, the other thing, they've got uh, the Delpit kid. He's a Jim Thorpe finalist, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, they've got Chase on, who's a outside linebacker across the board. Everyone guarantees this guy's a first-round type draft pick to the NFL. So they've still got really good players. They got guys that are capable of turnovers, of sack numbers. Uh, they still got uh, just a huge amount of athletes on that side of the ball. The offense obviously is getting all the credit and all the uh, attention right now, and it's deserving, but don't act like LSU's defense is just terrible. Yeah. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Yeah, that's, that's the thing about it. And you're looking at a, a, a lot of these wide receiver. It's a great wide receiver core. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, obviously is a fantastic quarterback. Uh, Oklahoma has been in these situations, though, before. You talk about the college football playoff, and I mean in big games against teams from the SEC. You faced Georgia in the Rose Bowl a couple of years ago. You get Alabama last year. They're familiar with these teams. How does this LSU team maybe compare to some of those SEC teams as soon as they've faced in the playoff before? Well, at quarterback, it's not close, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> what Burrow's done, you know, we've... We, we but faced... last year, you know, you're talking to a tongue of Aloha. Last year in the playoffs. Yes, and, and that's true. Um, I was looking more towards the, the Georgia matchup. Jake Fromm. Yeah, Fromm. And uh, even before that, whenever you go back to the, the first matchup against Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. But, you know, what Burrow brings to the table. Look at and, that with his feet. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Georgia's the number two defense in the country, and they made him look terrible. Mm -hmm. All right, he goes out there and rips uh, four touchdown passes against them. They've got a really good wide receiver core between Chase and Jefferson. You're talking 160 receptions between these two guys, over 2,700 yards, 32 touchdowns. I mean, the numbers offensively for LSU are great. They don't get enough credit for what they do in the running game either with what Burrow has done. So it's going to be a really good matchup. And in all likelihood, Joe Burrow is going to win the Heisman Trophy. I mean, it. it 
I can't imagine how he doesn't. Yeah. Even I, especially after the performance in the SEC championship game. That's, I mean, this is one of those years where there's not a whole lot of mystery. It was strange. There wasn't a whole lot of mystery of who the four teams were going to be for the playoff. Yeah. Not a whole lot of mystery who the Heisman Trophy winner is going to be. So it's one of those strange years. It is. The Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers will be the Sooners' opponent in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. You're looking at some defensive highlights. Uh, Al, this is a Georgia team just riddled with injury, in particular their wide receiving core. They had guys leave early. They are not offensively, Georgia that is, what they were when the Sooners faced them in the Rose Bowl a couple of years ago, but still a very good team that LSU dominated. You see total offense, their second, pass offense, second. Only Oklahoma has higher statistics offensively than does LSU this year, and you see they average close to 50 points per game. Yeah, they put up the numbers. There's no doubt um, whenever you go back and look at the, the scoring O versus scoring D, you know, they're, we're both top five offenses. Oklahoma's the number five scoring offense. LSU's the number three scoring offense on the defensive side. LSU's the 27th ranked scoring defense. We're the 50th ranked scoring defense. So the matchups are, are pretty similar. Um, I think we're different football teams in a sense that LSU is more of a passing attack and I mean, it's like we flipped, right? Mm -hmm. Who would have ever said that LSU is going to be the passing team going into this <laughs> game and Oklahoma is going to be the running team going into the game. But that's the matchup we have. That's the dynamic we have. And I think the running game is going to be critical. I think the, the injury status, you know, we saw Kennedy Brooks go down. Now, Ramondre Stevenson had a, had a great fill-in game for him, and he's definitely a great threat. But uh, health of these football teams going in is going to be critical, too. LSU stayed healthy throughout the, throughout the season. The Sooners, as you said, have had the injuries with Trey Sermon, and now we'll evaluate Kennedy Brooks' status at the running back position. But Oklahoma yesterday in the Big 12 title game running for 146 yards against Baylor. How about this dynamic, Teddy? This is a program and a fan base that is starved for a game like this. LSU I'm talking about. They have uh, been borderline blue blood for the last 20 years in college football, winning national championships. Nick Saban, Les Miles able to do that. They have not been to the college football playoff. They're going to be in their own backyard, so to speak, down there in Atlanta. You played in the game in 2003, which was in their backyard. Yeah. The 2003 BCS championship game that LSU beat you and the Sooners down there at the uh, at the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. So give us an idea what you think we're in store for with this program and this fan base. Uh, Sooner fans still talk about dealing with LSU fans down there. As tough of the of a matchup as the football game's going to be, <laughs> it's even going to be more difficult with the fan base down in Atlanta, I can yeah. assure you. Um, no love lost between these two fan bases. That game, 2003, however many years ago that was, I still talk to people all the time, and the first thing they say is, I cannot stand <laughs> LSU football fans. So you're going to get the tiger bait. It's going to be going around. It's going to be a wild atmosphere for sure. It will be, but we can't wait to be part of it again. December the 28th, Oklahoma and LSU down there. This is a, a program that feels like they belong in this spot every time. Is this something that LSU now can maintain moving forward? Do you feel like they have the right coach if they can continue to get quarterbacks at play? Well, I, I, I think so. I mean, you know, whenever you look at LSU, over the years, I know this is their first college football playoff appearance, but there's never been a shortage of athletes. There's never been a shortage of players. Year after year after year with LSU, it's guys to the NFL. They're, you know, they've got more talent down in Louisiana than they know what to do with. So I think there's some staying power. Now, 
they've got lightning in a bottle with Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. right? That's really been the difference for them is they finally got a quarterback in. They've had some national championship type teams, but even those teams have never had a quarterback like Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. So if they can get a quarterback train going like an Oklahoma has had, we've had great quarterback play, and that's really been the difference for us. If LSU is able to do that and start getting some some uh, consecutive players there at the quarterback position, they can definitely stick around. You see it as the third all-time matchup between these two-story programs. Sooners and Tigers are one and one, both matchups in the Sugar Bowl, and both down there in New Orleans, neutral site games, obviously. The first one, Oklahoma blanked them 35-0 in the Sugar Bowl. Then the game we talked about, 2003 BCS championship game in New Orleans, which the Tigers were able to win. Playoff participants by conference. This is an interesting breakdown. Only three participants in the college football playoff now did not win a conference championship. And the case this year is all four participants are conference champions. You've got the Sooners coming out of the Big 12, Clemson, the ACC. You've got a very good LSU team obviously coming out of the SEC. The Pac-12 gets left out and the Big Ten champion Ohio State is in. Yeah, and it, it's right. That's the way it should be, right? You win your conference to, to have a chance to, to, to go to the playoff. Uh, you know, it was an interesting weekend. You go back uh, two or three weekends ago, you start looking at the, the map to get to the college football playoff for Oklahoma, and it looks pretty shaky. It was a long and winding road. It at really that was, and everything we needed to happen just started clicking off. Oregon goes down. Oregon beats Utah. I mean, just a, several different things played themselves out plus Oklahoma had to take care of business which they did and they find themselves uh, you know again in in the the best four teams in the country at the at the end of this thing I think honestly this may be the most exciting four teams to be in Oklahoma Ohio State Clemson and uh, LSU you look at whenever you talk about Ohio State and Clemson both of those teams the only two teams in all of college football with both uh, top five scoring offense and scoring defense. Clemson number one defense in the country. Ohio State, I believe, is number three or four. So both really balanced football teams there. That's going to be a great matchup. Of course, Notre Dame not in a conference. Uh, they have made one appearance in the college football playoff. Oklahoma carrying the flag for the Big 12 with all four Big 12 appearances coming from the Sooners. Three of them in successive fashion. So handicap it for us, Teddy. These two college football playoff national semifinals, Oklahoma LSU in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And then you'll have, I mean, trying to wrestle with who was going to be number one between Ohio State and LSU had to be the most difficult part of this whole thing for the committee but both the games uh, talk about some early thoughts on these two games Oklahoma LSU and then Clemson taking on Ohio State well Oklahoma LSU uh, again the matchup we're talking about um, the, the one of the best offenses the best quarterback this year uh, Heisman Trophy winner Joe, Joe Burrow going up against our defense I'll tell you what makes you feel good the way we got off after the quarterback against Baylor if we can carry that over I don't care if he's a Heisman Trophy winner if he's got six sacks and guys at his feet all day long won't be nearly as effective I do think they're going to put up points against us uh, they've got a great uh, wide receiver core like I talked about Burrow's been fantastic so I think it's going to be a higher scoring game the question is um, are we going to be able to open it up offensively and be able to mount, match them blow for blow? I imagine going into this thing, LSU is probably going to be between a 7 and 10 point favorite over mm -hmm. Oklahoma. Um, but I think we definitely have the capabilities, uh, a long month to prepare, to get healthy, uh, to see exactly what they've got going offensively. 
and, uh, and find some flaws in their defense that we can attack. Those four teams are 51-1 and one combined on the season. Amazing. They'll be in the college football playoff. Ohio State's road late. They beat number 10 Penn State. They beat number 14 Michigan. Yesterday they beat a top 10 Wisconsin team and outscored them 27 to nothing in the second half of the Big Ten Championship game in winning that one. So the field is set. The games will take place on December the 28th, the college football playoff national semifinals. It'll be Oklahoma and LSU in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl out in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And out in Glendale, Arizona, you will have the, the two versus three matchup, Ohio State taking on Clemson. Clemson, the defending champion. We can't wait to be out there in Atlanta to bring you all the coverage. The Sooners are bowling in the ATL, where they will take on LSU December the 28th. As Teddy said, after the loss to Kansas State, kind of a long and winding road to get to the college football playoff for the Sooners, but indeed they are. Three straight Big 12 championship game wins and five consecutive Big 12 titles for the Oklahoma Sooners. Let's look back at exactly how they got to the college football playoff. Sermon open down the far sideline, jumps the man, and he's out of bounds at the 30 underneath. Intercepted! Buki! He's going to take it to the house! Touchdown! He runs straight ahead, makes a move, gets the first down and a touchdown. Hurts back to pass, looks his way, lobs it for CD in the end zone, caught it! And Hurts fakes the pitch, and scores the touchdown. CD Lamb still running, it's a corner, CD! Stops, comes back, he'll run it himself, touchdown! Everybody in the world's going to say we're done. There's everything left out there for us, and we know that. It's Brody gets run again. Big knocked out, balls loose, taken by Pat Field. And Kenneth Murray identifies and explodes. Besquin throws, hurts for the touchdown. Fourth and 20, snap to Zito, four-man rush. Back to pass, under pressure, flush, right, throws late, down the middle, incomplete! Yukonon hits the wagon! Put the ponies in the barn! It is 2.42 p.m. Central Time, and Oklahoma is still the Big 12 champion! <laughs> Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.